Well, the Lord told us last week what to talk about, the warrior. So that's the title of today, the warrior. Mm. Man, I feel like I already had church. I had to go home. <laughs> you know, my watch goes off in the middle of praise and worship, and it says, nice workout. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> Praise God. Nice workout. In his presence, amen. He is for you. Just remember that. He is for you. Things may not always go the way you want, but he's for you. Because if, if, it does, if it's not going the way you want, maybe it's not what God wants. Huh? You know, and we get stuck in our head that, no, this is what God wants. This is what God wants. But I'm telling you, some, some of you need to get unstuck in that capacity today and, and, and go back and, and hit him again and talk to him again so that you're, you're in with what he wants. Mm, hallelujah, the warrior, the warrior, the warrior. Just so you know, we're going to take communion at the end, but I'm going to anoint every person. I'll just take a box of tissue and rub off my, my roller every time so you guys will all feel good, you know. But uh, I, I do want to anoint you and take communion with you today at the end of the service. And today we're going to start with 1 Samuel chapter 17, and it's funny we were singing about David today. Now, I, I saw uh, Victoria dance like David dance. Uh, I'm not real good at dancing like David danced, but praise God for you, Victoria. Stand in the gap for all of us guys, at least, you know. But 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 4 through 11. Why don't we stand as I read it this morning? Reading out of the New Living Translation. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you... All coming out to fight, he called. I'm the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man and come to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. Then Saul in the Israel when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come through this time and we talk of your word today, I pray, God, that you would give us supernatural strength today. And Lord, that we would not be terrified. We'd not live in fear, Father God, but we'd live in the power, love, and a sound mind that you've created for us, that you've given to us, God. You have not given us a spirit of fear, and we praise you for that today, God. We thank you, Father God, that perfect love cast out all fear. And so, Lord, I pray today that all fear be destroyed in this place today, God, that no one in this house, no one watching us online would live in fear any longer, God, but we'd live in that power, that love, and that soundness of mind that you have given to us, Father. We exalt you and we praise you today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Found this picture last night. You know, the, the guy on the left, assuming is Goliath and David, the little guy. Well, you can see his armor, you know, that that coat of armor he's wearing weighed 125 pounds. When I look at that, I think, man, that's probably about as much as King David weighed. Probably about a buck and a quarter there. And uh, that armor was uh, big. The, um, the spearhead there weighed 15 pounds. Now, I mean, in reality, Goliath didn't carry the shield. His armor bearer did. He didn't have a very good armor bearer. He didn't block the rock. 
let's, let's talk about giants today. What kind of giants are you facing today? I mean, none of you right now are in battle at war, you know. What is your giant? Is it debt? Is it your relationship? Is it your marriage? Is it your relationship with your family? Never do relationships become so hard and difficult than at the holiday time, it seems like. Is it mistakes that you've made? How many of you ever made mistakes? Every hand should be up right now because we all make mistakes. Is it addictions? Is there an addiction you're battling? Is it your job? Is it, is it the COVID-19? Is that the giant? Is it the election? You know, who's going to be inaugurated on Jan- in January? Is it the 20th? You know, who's going to be inaugurated that day? Has that got you consumed? Man, I know people just watch this all the time, got this stuff going in their head, just, you know, this and that and all that stuff. It's just constant, constant, constant. You know, uh, what about the, uh, you know, how many of you are struggling with who's telling the truth? I was talking to somebody the other day that said, I'm not a um, conspiracy theorist, but I kind of don't trust what anybody is saying right now. You know, it just seems like everything's up for grabs today. You know, are you, are you, is uh, public safety your giant today? You know, is, uh, I mean, I look at Robert and Robert goes to work every day, five days a week, and he works in the prison and you had 30 something guards get sent home, right? Last, a week ago because of COVID. Did you go to work this week? He's covered. He's covered. Now we, we say that. Listen, we say that. You say I'm covered. I say I'm covered. And, and I know Monica says she's covered. I know that Pastor Otto says he's covered. And I know Danny says he's covered. But I know this, Bob, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? He comes. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I'm going to get to that scripture in a minute. I just got to read this other, I got to read point one. Let's go to point one. Let's just jump ahead. A warrior, because we want to be warriors, a warrior is not shut down by what the enemy is doing. Amen? And a warrior is not shut down by what the enemy is doing. First Peter 5, 8, 9, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So the same thing that you suffered with, Monica, Pastor Otto was suffering with, and little Herman got pneumonia this week, our administrator, he got pneumonia from COVID, and he's suffering. It's real. There's things going on. People are suffering. But is that giant got all your attention? Are you freaked out about the giant? As warriors, we need to be sober. Can everybody say sober? Sober Sober means not to be intoxicated. So we cannot be intoxicated by what's going on in the world today. There's so much going on in the world. There's so much news coming at us. You know, so you got, you got CBS, ABC, you know, Fox News, all this stuff, and, and, and everybody's left them because now it's all fake news. And now they're going over to, oh man, can you imagine being a new, a new news group coming up right now? Because you're getting, they're getting all the attention. Everybody's gone over to all these news groups, these news, Newsmax, news this, news that, one news, whatever news, you know, because they're tired of everything else. And so they, they've jumped over, you know, we're so intoxicated by the news today that it's making people crazy. I, I, I did a study one time, you know, what does all the, the internet stuff coming at us, the access that we have. What is that doing to people? And and the article I read on it said it creates fear in people because now we have all this information at us and it creates fear. And this kind of fear causes people not to do anything. They become stagnant, they become still because of all the fear that's coming at them, all the, the news that's coming at them. And the enemy is trying to get us, get our focus off of what God wants to do, amen? You know, they just need to come to the service and get in his presence. You need to come and get in the presence. You, you right there, watching me at home. Come. 
I don't know if his presence has hit you in the home the way it's here, but we can't get intoxicated by what is going on. Listen, you voted, you did your part, amen? It's God who appoints kings. It's in the hands of God, amen? It's gonna, whatever happens on January 20th is what's gonna happen. So, and, and then we need to pray for whoever's president, amen? We need to stand with them. Yes. One nation under God. Yes. Amen. No matter what government says, we're one nation under God. Right. Amen. Red and yellow, black and white. I mean, just look around the room. We, we're short black people. I need some black, oh, are we not? <laughs> I'm sorry, Anton. <laughs> But we've already voted. God's got this. God's got this. Don't stress. Amen. You can watch all the news you want. Not change a thing. You can get intoxicated by the World News Network and not change a thing. It's God who has the answers to what's going on. Amen. It is God who is our healer from all things. Amen. it's, It's not a vaccine. It's God who is our healer. Amen? Uh, People are asking me all the time, should I take the vaccine? Should I take the vaccine? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm waiting to watch to see what happens to the people that take the vaccine. (laughs) Let's see how this plays out, you know? I know that at some point, if I want to travel, I'll probably have to take it, you know? But, you know, I can't, if God's called, I'm like, I'm not taking no vaccine. Delonda says, listen, if God wants you to travel, then you have to take the vaccine to travel. You'll take the vaccine and we'll trust God. I don't think it's the mark of the beast. I'm not exactly happy what's all in it. Don't really want to get it. I'd rather... Robert, just keep trusting God. (laughs) But not everybody trusts God the same way. And not everybody is going to just walk through this. Monica, you've been down two months? Two months, more than that. Two months? Yeah. Yeah, two months. And you're a good godly woman. But the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I'm confident in this, Danny. The Lord knows the days of our lives. And I trust him in that. He knew Dan Paul needed to go. His wife didn't want him to go. His kids didn't want him to go. But God knows. He knows everything. And that's, you have, we have to trust that. We have to trust that, amen. He is... He is, you know, I trust that he's my healer. Amen. Listen, the government's not your provider. The government is not your stimulus. Jesus is. Amen. When I read the word, it, it, it doesn't say, and my government shall supply all things according to how much money it has or how much taxes you pay. It says, and my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Amen. So you don't get a stimulus. Oh, well. <laughs> just keep running, right? Keep doing what you were doing before. You just keep running. You keep going. You stay focused. God is Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. Amen. I'm stuck on that. I'm in that. Because listen, our country can't afford to give us a stimulus. You know what? That money's got to come from somewhere. You know, they're just reprinting more. They don't have, they don't have the gold to back up the money. There's no backing on this money. It's going to hurt us. You might feel good for a moment, but it's going to hurt you next year. Because, you know, you know, they're going to come back and they're going to say, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. You know, we're going to have to tax you more and, you know, we're going to have to hit that 40% rate and it's going to, it's going to get crazy, but we have to trust God. Just trust God and do what he says. See, it's one thing to trust God. Another thing to trust God and do what he says, do what he says. 
That means you got to get your hearing as a warrior. you got to hear from heaven to do what he says. Amen? you got to be obedient to it when God speaks to you. And, and it's usually not, hey, it's usually not from a prophet prophesying to you. It's usually in that small, still voice. Don't do this. Don't go there. Don't do that. And you think, why not? What's the matter with that? And you go. And, and you get hit. He's Jehovah Jireh, amen? He'll provide for you if you listen. A warrior knows and understands this. He's sober. He's not intoxicated by what the world's offering right now. He's sober. He's vigilant. He's watchful or alert for danger or some other kind of trouble. He's vigilant. He's paying attention to what's going on. He's watching so that, you know, what what does David say in Psalms 91? Thousand fault your left, ten thousand your right, but it's not going to come near me. Amen. He, he watches where he's going, what he's doing. The warrior resists the devil by staying strong in faith. See, this is all out of that, that passage in Peter that I just read to you. Resist him steadfast in the faith. You know, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood around the world. Listen, around the world, we're all going through the same thing right now. We're all in this battle. We're all in this trying to stay safe. We're all in this fight. Many people have COVID. Um, In California, it's just gone up like crazy right now. In England, there's a new strain that's this and that and supposed to move faster and quicker than the other strain. And oh my gosh, you getting intoxicated yet? But the warrior resists it by staying strong in faith. And how does faith come? It comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. Hearing the word of God, Romans 10, 17. The warrior needs to read the word of God, amen? The warrior needs to read the word of God. If you're gonna be a warrior, you gotta have the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is the sword of the spirit, amen? If you talk about putting the armor on, the word of God is the sword. The word of God is what defeats the enemy. It's what we've got to speak, what we've got to have on the tip of our tongue. That's what's coming out of our mouth, that we're speaking the word of God over our lives, over our family's lives, amen? We're declaring it. The warrior reads the word of God. The warrior prays, Liz. The warrior prays and he prays and he prays. You know, uh, Paul said, Paul was a warrior. Paul was a definite warrior. I mean, he got beaten with rods. He got whipped, you know, he got stoned. Listen, I believe he got stoned to death because they don't, they don't stone you to live. They stone you to die. And I, and I don't believe they just stoned him and said, oh, that's good. They probably checked him. No, he's still alive. <laughs> I think Jack, one of his thorns in the flesh was that this guy was a little over here, you know, because he took one too many stones that day, you know, that he was probably really ugly. He was really abused. I mean, could you imagine taking all those lashes on your back? I mean, you're getting beaten with rods. I mean, that guy was, he was torpid, but he was a warrior. You know what? He, he didn't care. He didn't stop. They said, hey, don't go to Jerusalem. They tied his hands. They tied his feet. They said, this is what's going to happen to the guys that goes to Jerusalem. And he's like, that's me. I'm going to Jerusalem. They're like, well, maybe you shouldn't go to Jerusalem. No, that's what God's called me to go. Because then if I go to Jerusalem, I get to go to Rome. And he had a plan that he had to follow. And the the plan to get where he wanted to, where where God was calling him to, wasn't a fun plan. It was an abusive plan. It was was get torn up. It was get shipwrecked. It was um, be abused to one day be murdered. But he was a warrior. He just focused on what God said to do. And that's what God is calling us. The warrior, is, the warrior prays, the warrior worships. The warrior worships. The warrior worships. Amen? And there are many of you that are, that are in the battle and, you're, and yet you're here today. You're in, you've been in a fight. You've been through things. I look at Dave and Roberta and we're like, you know, I mean, when this COVID thing first come out, Roberta called me. I said, oh, you know, why don't you just stay home? <laughs> you know, I, 
I think, you know, you've been through so much in the last year, fighting cancer and all that, coming through the cancer. Maybe you ought to just stay home, you know. She's like, I'm not staying home, Pastor Ron. I'm like, well, don't hug anybody. She hugs everybody. <laughs> She's a warrior. David's a warrior. But there's battles people are going through today. Finances. You know, some can't work. Some, you know, you, um, you, you know what amazes me? is like, long and I, we go out, we go visiting. And, and I mean, there, there's people that we visit that can't come. You know, like, I'll go to the, the Prieto's house in, where do they live? They live way out there. They live out off the 60 and Valley out there out there. So you got a 91 to the 60 out valley and and out towards the river. That guy has everything on the list that they say is an at-risk person. He's like totally at risk. I mean, he's got everything, everything on that list. But you know what? They Every week a tithe check comes. Every week, huh, Delonda? Every week they, they send their tithing. It doesn't matter. When I go out there, they'll give me a check. We go visit some of these ladies that haven't been in a while. And every time we go and visit them, here's my tithe. Here's my tithe. Here's my tithe. You know, and, and Herman, our administrator, when he is here, he's, he knows every time I come back on a Thursday from visiting people that I just bring him checks. Because they, they just don't stop giving. They know their source, amen? A warrior knows their source. And, and they're not caught up in their finances, in their, in their jobs, in their relationships. The warrior is aware of going, what, what's going on around him, and he stays the course and looks to Jesus through it. Now, I know things are happening, and I know, Monica, you probably, Danny, you, you know, just all this time that you were there, going through it, it it's like, wow, and it's tough. And, and you're looking up, and you're looking up, and you're staying focused, and you're, and you're calling out to the Lord. But you're still going through it. And what does the psalmist says? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Amen. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not stay there in the name of Jesus. I'm coming out. You guys have come out. It doesn't mean that just because you're in this world, you're not going to get hit. Jesus said, they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. They hate me, they're going to hate you. Get used to it. It's coming. It's already happening all around the world. And, and it's been like America has been this uh, place of uh, a covering to where we haven't had to experience the kind of persecution that my friends experience on the other side of the world. They go through such things that you can't even imagine. You know, when my friend told me how he was tortured, they, um, they stripped him naked in the dead of winter, single-digit weather. They handcuffed him like this. They hung him on a fence every hour, dumped cold water on him, and cattle prodded him. Every hour. Can you imagine? I mean, we're not talking about a hundred years ago. We're talking about in this day, in this hour. And he, and he, and he prayed and said, God, take me. Please just take me. It's too much. I mean, I got up yesterday. I was in South Carolina yesterday morning. It was 19 degrees outside. Christmas Day, it was 26. I was out there in shorts watching my my grandson ride his little bike, you know. I'm out there watching him and stuff. But man, it's cold. But I can't, I can't imagine single digits and them dumping ice water over me and then cattle prodding me. I'd probably tell them whatever they wanted to know. And Delonda and I were living in his home. It's crazy stuff, man, what people go through. Or my friends getting beaten and interrogated just to give me up. And then being so excited that they didn't give me up. That they're like, man, it's, it's just like the Bible. 
shouting, hallelujah, hallelujah, I didn't give you up, I didn't give you up. I'm standing there crying, I'm tore up, man, these guys just took a beating for me, Jake, and they didn't give in. All they had to do is say, he's in the attic. They didn't do it, they're warriors. And we've had a pretty good, pretty good run here in America, amen? We've had that kind of protection, freedom of religion in America. To the point that it's turning around that all the people that have been suffering and persecuted around the world for their religions have come here because they could do their religion here and not get persecuted. The warrior is aware of what's going on, but he stays the course with Jesus. Because of number two, the warrior trusts in the higher power, Jesus. Jesus is the higher power. Amen. I know AA says the higher power. The only higher power I know of is Jesus. Amen. It's Jesus. And David, you know, he stood there and he listened to this warrior warrior from the other side taunt God and the people of Israel. David's listening to that and he's like, hey, why don't don't you do something about this? Why don't you, you know, you you guys are warriors. Why don't you go fight this guy? Why don't you go up there and take care of him? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. David says, before this, David says, I'm going out, man. King Saul says, no, maybe you shouldn't. He says, yeah, but we got God on our side. Saul says, "Ah, okay. David replied to the Philistine, verse 45, you come to me with the sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut your head off. Just as a little side note right there. Remember what Goliath said? If you beat me, then we'll all be your slaves. David's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to cut your head off, okay? And then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole of Israel, the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. David said, you ain't going to be our slaves because I'm going to kill you all. I mean, Jake, he went with bravery. Go to that picture, please. Look at that picture. You see the size difference? How big Goliath was to that little guy, David? And David's like, David's talking to him like this. I'm going to cut your head off, and then I'm going to make food for the birds with all your people. I'm going to kill them all. That little guy with the sling goes to that huge guy with the, the, the spearhead weighed 15 pounds. Can you imagine Danny swinging a 15-pound sledge, pounding something? I mean, 15 pounds, that'll wear your arm out in a hurry. And this guy's, you know, twirling it like it's a baton. David says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to kill all your men, too. I'm going to feed the birds today. You are now bird food. See, David wasn't looking at the giant. David was looking to God. He had his focus on God. In the midst of an immense trial, in the midst of a a man defying God, in the midst of this giant standing out in the middle of the valley, taunting God. David said, let's do this. See, and that's where a warrior rises up to. We trust God. In Jesus. Not in what we can do, not in what we know, but who we know. We've got to learn to trust in who we know. The whole Israelite army was afraid of Goliath. Even King Saul was afraid. Now you remember when King Saul was appointed king, it said he was a head taller than everybody else. He was no little man. He was a big guy. He wasn't a Nephilim like this guy. He wasn't a giant, but he was a head taller than everybody else. And still he was afraid. It says he was afraid. And how many of you know being afraid is okay? Being afraid is okay. As long as it doesn't control what you do or who you are. 
as long as it doesn't control the God in you. Amen? You can't let fear control who you are in Christ. Our confidence in God should be bigger than any giants you're facing right now. Amen? That's how you should be so confident in God. Now, I'm not happy to see people die from COVID. I mean, but when a believer um, dies, it's time for rejoicing. I mean, I'm not, you know, when I go to the memorial service for Dan, I'm just going to praise God because I know where Dan's at. I mean, I feel bad for his wife and kids, but I know where Dan is. I know he loved Jesus. Amen. He loved God and he loved to help the people of God. So we can rejoice in that. It's just us that are left behind that, that feel that, that loss, that feel that suffering. But when you start getting the concept of what heaven is all about, then you start realizing, wow, to go to heaven, that's going to be an incredible thing. Because that's, what we're, that's why we're all here. That's why I believe in Jesus. Because one day I'm going to go be with him. Whether it's that trumpet sounding and I rise up with him or my body gives out and I go. Don't cry over me, amen. Rejoice. You know, my dad, he came to the Lord about 69. I mean, he, he knew the Lord when I was younger, but he just, he got hurt by the church and he just stopped coming. And he, he'd wake my mom up every Sunday, wake us kids up. He'd send my mom and make us all his kids go to church, but he stopped coming. And then one day he was in Corona Regional. Blood pressure was 70 over 20. They said we can't help him. So Delon and I were in the ER with my mom and said, Mom, what do you want to do? She says, he wants to live. I said, okay. So we laid hands on him. And within 15 minutes, his blood pressure was 120 over 70. The nurse was asking me for my business card so she could call me when they had a need for prayer. Sure, I'm just down the street. I told my dad what happened to him, and my dad committed to the Lord at 69. So at 70, 71, maybe 71, um, we were moving to another country, Delon and I. And, and my dad said, ah, if anything happens to me, don't worry. You know, don't come home. And I said, Dad, Number one, what about mom? And number two, who would do your service? And so I, I did. I was, when they called me and they said, dad's down, you know, and um, he was on life support. And Delon and I flew home from that country we were in and we went into, I went straight to the hospital and I walked in and I, and I looked at my dad on life support and I have, I have two brothers and three sisters. They were all there in the room with my mom. And I, I looked at the situation and I said, what are you doing? And my mom said, what do you mean? I said, dad would be mad if you knew that you were doing this to him. I said, we need to put him into the hands of God because he has Jesus. My mom said, okay. So the next day, my brother and I went into the hospital. We had him taken off life support. Had my Bible open on him and I just held his hand as I read Psalms and stuff and I watched that Machine come to zero and my dad depart and go into heaven. The toughest thing for me was that he got there before me. Doesn't matter what age you come into the kingdom of God, you get the same reward. Jesus, heaven. <laughs> so I, I never, I'm not happy to see people go, but I rejoice if they know Jesus, amen? When they're with Jesus and you trust in Jesus, the fear with the, that the, the enemy tries to bring on you is just by making a lot of noise. Remember what the passage says. It says the enemy goes about like a roaring lion. He goes about making a lot of noise. He goes about throwing things at you. You know, because Delonda, when we, our kids were little, we bought the, the Lifetime videos of animals, you know, so the kids could learn all about animals. And there was one jacket was called Hunting and Escaping. That was my favorite one, you know. It was when everybody hunted each other, you know. But when you watch the lions hunt, the, the lions, the male lion the, would get out front and he'd roar. While the, the girls were laying in the grass along the side of the herd. The girls would be crawling on their belly. And that guy would be out there walking. Rawr, rawr, and, and, and somebody somebody in that herd of buffalo or whatever couldn't take it anymore. And you know they're going to run. 
because the enemy's making a noise out there. And so that, that buffalo runs. And what's waiting for him? The lions. And the, the ladies jump on them, bite them, kill them, eat them. But the male goes first. <laughs> Danny says, yep. <laughs> That's what the enemy does. He tries to make a lot of noise to get the herd to break apart. Now, that's what the enemy's doing right now. He's making a lot of noise to get the herd to break apart, to, to get people to not come to church, to get people to disengage, to get people to stay at home. That's what the enemy's doing. Now, is it real? Yeah. Is, is a lion walking back and forth in front of that herd real? Yes. And those ladies lying out in the grass? Yes. But who's the one that gets devoured? The one that breaks the herd, away from the herd. We have to have the herd. We have to have the body of Christ. We need to stick together, amen? We need to stick together like never before. We need each other right now. When, when the enemy's making noise, we need to rise above the noise and get into God's presence. We need to enter into the peace of God so that we're not overwhelmed by all the noise going on around us. You can see clearer as to what God has planned for you when you get above the noise. You don't lose sight of the prize, which is Jesus, amen? You stay focused as a warrior and you keep moving forward into the plans of God. You're not shaken, you're not moved by what's going on around you and you're not living in fear of the voice of the enemy because the, the voice of the Lord is louder in your life. See, because, I mean, like I said last week, you go, I don't have COVID. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. Where were we? We were, we were um, with my uh, daughter, Krista, and her husband, Mike. And we were, oh, we were at church Christmas Eve, and he started coughing. I'm like, really? <laughs> Everybody's going to run, you know? I took out my mask. I'm like, He just laughed at me. But that's what happens. And he makes a little bit of noise around you and you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. The voice of the Lord is louder. Which takes me to number three. The warrior. The warrior is humble and submitted to the plan of God. The warrior is humble and submitted to the plan of God. I want to read this to you. It's a little lengthy. Luke 23, 32 through 43. Two others, both criminals, were led out and execute, to be executed with him. When they came to the place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, forgive, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched. And the leader scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words. This is the king of the Jews. Verse 39. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus was very meek. And meekness is not weakness, but it's power under control. Jesus was the ultimate warrior. See, he had the power to change his circumstance, but he chose not to. He allowed them, he allowed them to do what they did to him, all to fulfill God's plan for all mankind. Jesus was to take on the sin and the sickness of the world and pay the price for it so that when we believe on him and what he has done for us, we're not found guilty of our sins and we are healed of disease, amen? 
God's plan for us is to finish the task of revealing Jesus to the world. Amen. That is his plan. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. That's God's plan. Who did he say that to? He said that to me. He said that to you. Go into all your world and preach the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. Preach the gospel of the kingdom. Let people know about Jesus. That's what our job is. God's plan is for us to finish the task. A warrior will finish the plan with all humility and do it as under the Lord. Not looking for anything more than we've already received. You know, my friend Andy and Jerry over there in the back, Andy and I uh, took a lot of classes together in Bible school. And uh, he, he taught some classes. And he has this discipleship-making program from uh, Karis Bible College. And... What he would do is he would meet people in the restaurant, in the store, wherever he goes, he meets people. And he always carries less than one of that discipleship program. And he puts his name and phone number on there, email, and he hands it out to people. If you want lesson two, just call me and I'll mail it to you. At one point, he was mailing out over 100 lessons a week to disciple people that he met in a grocery store, at a restaurant, just to reach out, just to fulfill the task of, what does the word say? Go and make disciples of all nations, amen? And that's what Andy does. And he's taken, how many people went all the way through it with you, Andy? 11? Over 100. Wow. And he pays the posters and he sends them out and he emails them. So I, I'm teaching a class on discipleship. And, and I told the people, I said, your first homework assignment is to take lesson one and give it to somebody. Put your, your name on there, your phone number, and your email address on there and hand it out to somebody. So that week, I had a lady call me that I'd known for a long time. She'd come to this church for years and um, was very involved in the ministry of the church here and stuff. But she called me and she said, I have to drop your class. I said, why? She goes, just the thought of handing that to a stranger makes my heart race so bad, I feel like I'm gonna have another heart attack. So I have to drop your class. I'm like, really? Another lady wrote her name, put her phone number, went to Denny's, had a meal there at Denny's, paid her bill, and then gave it to the lady as fast as she could and went out. There's just something about it, Liz, that we, the warrior in us, has to cause us to take that time to spread the gospel. Because so many people in the church are afraid to tell somebody about Jesus. See, I mean, it's just, here, take, read this, and, and if you like what you read, give me a call, and I'll send you another one. Now, I did that to all of you a couple of years ago. I never heard back from anybody about their great experience, about getting slapped in the face by getting yelled at or about getting a, a phone call back. I never heard from anybody. Nobody got a hold of me. Nobody shared with me about the good news about sharing the good news. Nobody shared with me the bad news about sharing the bad news, the good news. We need to become warriors. People aren't going to like you. Get used to it. People are going to talk bad about you. Get used to it. But I'd rather them talk bad about me, Cole, than not fulfill the plan. See, if Jesus could fulfill the plan for me, why can't we fulfill the plan for him? And be that warrior that's not afraid. I remember when I 
when I first come back to Jesus. See, my thing was when I was younger to go fishing. And I went, I mean, I know I've been going a little lately, you know. <laughs> but I would go, but fishing always represented getting drunk when I was younger. And um, I would always go and get drunk. And I would go for opening day at trout season in the Sierras every year, last Saturday in April. And it would be just catching fish and drinking the whole time. But I, I gave my life to Jesus in like February. And then, you know, then opening day trout season happened. And I, I went. And uh, the guy I went with, I got saved before we left. So he quit drinking too. And so when I got up there, Lord, I, I'm up there. And the, this guy, I didn't know except for opening day trout season. We always met there. I don't even know where he was from. So we, we would meet and go, and my dad would go sometimes. My dad went this year. And so as I, I got there, I walk in and um, coming up, and I say, hey, how you doing? You know, shaking hands with the guys as we were getting together there. And this guy says, here, Ron, have a beer. Man, your hands are empty, you know? And my dad jumped in. My dad said, Ron doesn't drink anymore. Don't ever offer him a beer again. My dad was going to witness for me, and he wasn't even following the Lord. <laughs> See, but you've got to be willing to be that warrior that rises up inside you, that you forsake the intoxication of this world, and you start fulfilling the plan that God has for you. And now, who is God calling to be a warrior? All of us. Very good. Who said that? Great answer, Susan. All of us. He's called all of us to fulfill the plan and purpose, to be that warrior. To be the one that reads, prays, and worships, amen? Be that one that forsakes the world and goes after God. To be that one, Jake, that's not afraid of everything going on around him. He just keeps going forward, keeps going forward. I'm so blessed, Monica, that you're here today because you're just going forward. And I'll be happy to see you singing. Amen. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not going to get slapped once in a while. It just means you keep going forward. You keep declaring. Amen. You kept, keep decreeing. You keep standing in the gap. You keep praying. You interceding. You keep worshiping. You keep glorifying God. You keep moving forward. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You keep going forward. You got to stay focused, Bob. Put your attention on Jesus and keep going forward. Advance the kingdom of God. As long as it's, don't retreat. <laughs> I wrote this question here. Do you know Jesus well enough to tell somebody about him? Because if you know him well enough, then you need to tell somebody. If you don't well him, know him well enough, then you, get to, you need to get to learning. We need to take on the war, role of of a warrior so that we're not shut down by what the enemy is doing so that we trust in Jesus so that we can walk humbly before our God and be submitted to God's plan doing what he has called us to do are there any warriors in the house today amen, amen. God told us last week he's going to anoint warriors today And I have my anointing oil with us. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back right now. It's late in the game. You've got to hurry. <laughs> but God said, anoint warriors today. I'm going to help you, Robert. This is what we're going to do. I want you to you just come this way. I'm going to anoint you with oil and you grab a communion cup and we'll take it all together at the end. If you don't feel like you want to be that warrior, come through anyways. <laughs> come through anyways, I'm telling you. We got to get out of our own feelings 
And we got to get into, we were singing a song about that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm not going to live by what I feel. You say, oh, I don't know about this warrior stuff. I do. I just told you about it. And we are warriors in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I'm going to anoint you today and pray over you as you come through. So that in this new year, the year of turnaround, that we go with a new mindset of the plan of God in our life. And we figure out how we're going to do our role and our part in it. Amen. So... As we start singing, what are we singing? Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Amen. I want you to come. I'll I'll throw a mask on for you so you don't have to. I spit. I'm not going to lie. My iPad's a mess. TMI. TMI. So while we're singing Waymaker, I'd like you to just come through this way. I'm going to anoint you with oil and pray. Grab a communion cup. You don't have to go back to your seat. You can come to the altar and just begin to ask God to make you that warrior that he's called you to be in the name of Jesus. Come on, Delanda. Praise you, Thank you. 
discipleship program here to the church and he'll teach you how to do it and what to do and he'll raise you up to go and do what he's doing so that we can be that war we're declaring today in the name of Jesus are you ready to got your bread out oh hallelujah I'm on the wrong page says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that on the same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Go ahead and break that thing right now. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Jesus, we are so thankful that you were obedient unto death for us. That we could stand here today and we could partake of that bread. We could be healed right now. That Lord, that where we've been broken, we can be restored today. And I pray that God, you redeem people's lives today. 
from brokenness, from hurt and pain, God, that we'd be victorious, Father. In Jesus' name. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it. Okay, we read. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Take and drink. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood for all of us. And I pray that forgiveness would flow in our hearts today. That we would know the reality of what you've done for us. That we not just drink, eat this cracker, drink this cup, Lord, but we partake in what you've done. The forgiveness of sin and the healing of our bodies. That, Lord, that right now people would be healed physically in their body. That you restore them today in Jesus' name. Totally and completely. Totally and completely. Touch Liz and Mario today, God. Totally and completely. In the name of Jesus. Touch Joe and Lorraine Prieto, God. Touch the Porta family. Touch the younger family, God. Touch your people, God. Totally and completely healed in Jesus' name. And Father, as we declare to be warriors of the Most High God, I pray that in these days ahead that we would experience such a great turnaround in our lives, God. That, Lord, that the warrior is not controlled by fear. That we will not have the fear that's held us back from going and making disciples. But, Lord, that we'd be strong in who you are in us to fulfill the plan that you've laid out before us. That we be sober, alert, walking by faith for all that you have for us. And I pray, Lord, blessing over every person here today, even as we sang it today, God, that your blessing would be poured out upon the people of God. And Father, that this year, people would begin to come back. People would begin to be restored, Father God. And that you do a new thing in this house and in our lives. And Lord, I pray for new people to come because we've been out there and we've been reaching them, Father. We glorify you, God. We exalt you. We praise your holy name in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Huh? Amen. You can return to your seats right now. You just stay there. You can. I'm going to announce a few things and She's good. <laughs> You're going to have to listen to the tape. <laughs> uh, um, again, this week we're, we're not doing anything. We're taking the, not the week off from the Lord, but the week off from work doing things. So please keep... Um, the Portas and, and Herman, like I said, he got pneumonia from it. And, um, you know, he's our administrator here. So just, just keep him in prayer, please. And, and the Prietos, uh, Lorraine tested positive, Joe didn't. So he's like, we don't know how that happened because they do everything together. And um, so praise God for that, though, because Joe can't. And, and Pastor Emel, our Arabic pastor, and, and some of his family have caught it. And I'm looking out the door right there, and there's a little gold box thing with cards in it. Um, people leave cards for maybe you. <laughs> so if you could get them, because we're going to clean up, and then we'll have to throw the cards away. So if you want to take a minute to look and see if anybody left you cards before you go today, that'd be great. We'll be back here next Sunday in a new year, 2021. Yeah. Amen.
And I've been thinking in my heart and my mind to come New Year's Eve for the last two hours and pray. If I do, I'll send you out an email. Um, if I come here to the sanctuary to pray, if you want to come, I'll leave that door open. So from 10 to midnight, but I'll let you know if I'm going to do it so that you can come and be a part with me. So I, I'm not quite sure yet. So, um, but come next Sunday, turn around 2021. That's where we're going to start turning around. Amen. You know that song? Do you know that song? You don't have to sing it today. Um, yeah, I know, you know, he's turned my morning into dancing. We'll turn around. Okay. We'll leave this year behind next week <laughs> and go. I love you guys. Delano, I love you so much. We're praying for all of you. How's Fernando doing? He's doing good? All right. Praise God. That's awesome. So, Manuel, okay? Okay. You know, just checking. So, tell Junior we're praying for him. Praise God, he's getting better. And Michael, too. We love you guys. Why don't we stand? Father, I just thank you for this wonderful time in your presence today. Being with the people of God, all these warriors. Lord, let us not forget what we've committed to today. Warrior. Being a warrior. And Lord, we thank you for your words, for your prophetic words, for your word. And Lord, and for the examples of your word that guide and direct our footsteps. Help us to walk out our warriorship for God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.